the more we hear and read, the more we have to sift through the rummage to find out what we really need. Welcome to the meeting. This is Fantasy Addicts Anonymous, the only AA that's not for quitters. I'm your fantasy football mentor, Antoine Weisslicker. Follow me on all social media at Weisslicker. Be true to thyself. Embrace your addiction. And as always, baby, earn your chip. News or noise. That's what we're going to discuss today in the meeting. This is an episode where we go through the latest news that's been happening this week in football and we let you know whether it's actual news that you need to take to heart for fantasy football or if it's just noise and you can kick that bullshit to the curb. That's what we're looking at in today's headlines. Uh, So we'll start off in San Francisco. Debo Samuel says that he will bounce back from his awful season in 2022. His production fell across the board last year following his excellent 2021 campaign where he was one of the top fantasy wide receivers. Um, But a lot of that, honestly, had to do with the fact that all of the San Francisco 49er uh, running backs were hurt and he was moonlighting as a running back during that time. Now that they have CMC, Christian McCaffrey on the on the on the field, they don't have to use Debo Samuel in that capacity. It was the rushing and it was the touchdowns that made him as great as he was in 2021. So while I think he will bounce back. From his 2022 campaign, I am not looking for him to reach the heights of 2021. So this shit here, we're going to say is noise. Good speak, though, Debo. We appreciate it. And, you know, being self-aware is great. Uh, But I think, again, we're going to look for him to get somewhere in between. I think he's going to do better than his 2022 season, but I don't think he's ever going to reach the heights of his 2021 campaign ever again. And that's only because he doesn't have the rushing upside with that or the rushing touchdowns that he had in 2021. This is other news. This We're not going to say whether this is news or noise. We know this is this is news, but... One of the first injuries of the year has already happened. Atlanta Falcons running back, I think he's like the third string, Avery Williams. Uh, He tore his ACL, and he will miss the – he'll likely miss the entire uh, 2023 season. You know, prayers out go out to that young man. Um, Unfortunately, this is the way the business is. You get those – Injuries, and they can happen at any time. Um, it's unfortunate that, you know, he hits him in OTAs and that he's not able to showcase what he can do and possibly make us a, a roster spot. Next set of news that we got here is that the Titans offensive coordinator, Tim Kelly, says that they're going to give running back Tajay Spears 
as much as he can handle. Now, Tajay Spears was a number 81 overall pick out of Tulane. He had a third down back. He had a three down back profile. Uh, although the Titans backfield still belongs to Derrick Henry, Kelly is optimistic and saying that he'll get a number of reps during the summer, which I'm pretty sure he will. And they're not going to, you know, give Derrick Henry a whole bunch of reps during the offseason. You don't need to. You give him the, the reps during the season because you're going to run him into the ground anyways. I and mean, that's what you're going to do. Um, there were reports earlier in the year that they were trying to trade Derrick Henry. Um, no, no deal got done, but Tajay Spears comes into this and he could immediately step into a pass catching role if that is the case. Um, he still has Hassan Haskins that is there. That's his main competition right now. But being that Tajay Spears was a higher pick than Haskins, he might have the inside track to getting that. This particular thing, though, again, is just coach speak. For redraft purposes, right now, Tajay Spears is not a guy that we're going to be looking at adding to our rosters at this particular point in time. You know, as we get closer to the to the season and those drafts start coming off, you know, a lot of people are are handcuffed guys. They like to to draft the handcuffs, but we don't know if Tajay Spears is going to be the backup. As of right now, yes, you're taking flyers on him and maybe the last round of your drafts, you're getting him on your team in that capacity, but you still don't even know if he's going to beat out Hassan Haskins as the number two back. So as of right now, this is just coach speak. Of course, they like to hype up their guys. Not a problem at all, um, but we're going to take this as noise right now. We knew coming out of the NFL draft that Tajay Spears was a good player to get in dynasty content in dynasty formats. But as of right now in redraft, we're still not really looking at Tajay Spears as nothing more than a late, late, late round flyer. Um, as we get closer to the season, he may move up draft boards and we may be able to take him as a handcuff, even though that's not really our strategy here in on Fantasy AA, for those people who like handcuffs, who do the handcuff thing, he could potentially be that for you. Next bit of news. Free agent wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins. He has uh, he's got a meeting with the Titans. Um, so he's getting a visit with the Titans. Um You know, all of this is important. That's that's news. You know, of course, when you go in for a visit, potentially you want to sign there. Um, and him going there, would he immediately step in as the number one target for the Titans? I would say so. Um, even though they got Traylon Burks there, um, you would still say that DeAndre Hopkins is going to step into that number one role 
on that team. Does that hurt the stock of Traylon Burks if he signs there? Of course. Anywhere DeAndre Hopkins goes, the stock is going to go down a bit for any receiving options there. But depending on where he lands and depending on the opportunity of passing, so if the if the, if he goes to a team that the pace of offense is really fast and they throw the ball a lot, it could potentially open up things for that secondary option, and that secondary option could still look pretty good. You know, we we take it in the same vein as say you know Jamar Chase. And T. Higgins, even though Jamar Chase is a, a supreme alpha on his team, he's the number one receiver. We know it. The Bengals throw the ball enough for T. Higgins to still be fantasy relevant as a wide receiver, too. And that's what you would try to look for in this particular situation. DeAndre Hopkins being a wide receiver one and whoever the secondary option is could potentially be a wide receiver, two. That's how you're looking at it. Next set of news here, uh, Darnell Mooney, Bears coach Matt, I can never pronounce his name, Eberflus, I think is how you pronounce his name, says that Darnell Mooney with that ankle injury is on track to be ready for training camp. You know, OTAs go on for a couple weeks and then we go into um, the training camp. Mooney suffered a season-ending injury ankle injury in week 12 of last year. He underwent surgery and has been absent from OTAs to start the offseason. Training camp won't start until uh, late July. So Mooney's got time to get back. But they brought in DJ Moore to this team, which automatically meant that Darnell Mooney is moving down in the pecking order, so to speak. Now, I know he has some rapport uh, with Justin Fields. And that could help him out a bit. But these guys went and traded for D.J. Moore. They wanted D.J. Moore on the team. They got him on the team. And D.J. Moore is a pretty good wide receiver. This is going to be interesting to see. They also they went and traded for Chase Claypool last year as well. So they got a nice little uh, collection of weapons with Cole Komet as the tight end as well on that team. They got a nice little collection of weapons for Justin Fields. So we will see what uh, happens here with this. But – him being on the right track and to get in the mix. This is still news. This is something that you got to look out for. Look how they're going to be utilizing him. Uh, look how he's looking through training camp. See what kind of, of rapport he's still having with Justin Fields. How they're utilizing him in, in camp. We want to check that out. So this is news that you still got to look forward to. You got to look out for it and see where we're at with that. Next up, Justin Herbert. 
that shoulder injury, participated in seven-on-seven drills for the first time this offseason. Right now, at this particular point in time, man, this this is not really uh, this is not really news. It's still a little noise. We understand he's recovering from that labrum tear. He had that surgery uh, on his non-throwing shoulder, but it was non-throwing shoulder. It's not really it's not really news. It's not really noise. It's just they're just updating you on what Justin Herbert is doing. It's good that he's back on the field, but. It was his non-throwing shoulder. We didn't expect anything to really be, to really hinder him or for him to go into this uh, NFL campaign as, you know, limited or anything like that. So it's not really news, not really noise, but it's good to see that Justin Herbert's back on the field there. Khalil Herbert running back for the Chicago Bears. It's reported that he received first-team reps at Bears OTAs. Uh, It's worth noting, though, that Devonta Foreman has not been participating in OTAs. So this is still noise. There's not really anything here to say. You know, Devonta Foreman is Devonta Foreman, the guy that they went out to go get, although his contract was minimal, He hasn't been participating in OTAs, so Khalil Herbert getting the bulk of the work with the first teams, of course he is. He was the back that was on the field for them last season. The rookie, Roshan Johnson, he's coming in. Of course he's not going to get the first team reps from a guy who's already been there. This is early in OTAs. This is just noise. We need to still look to see who's going to win out this job for the Chicago Bears. Right now, Khalil Herbert, being that he was on the team last year, he is in the pole position. He's the one. Right now, he's the one. But as the competition goes through camp, will Devonta Foreman or Roshan Johnson take more snaps away from him? Will they take reps away from him? Will they climb to the top who knows we will have to see there but right now this is noise but you do want to it's noise because we don't care they just took the first team reps we got to look at what's going to happen throughout their duration of training camp so you guys look out for that next set of news of course is Dalvin Cook he was released by the Vikings Uh, there's all sorts of rumors on who he may go to and we're still waiting on that Um, in your dynasty leagues, if you're trading for him or if you're you're trying to acquire him, it might be a little sticky. People are waiting to see what's going to happen with them before, before they trade him. People are looking to see where he goes before they trade him. So it's a little sticky there, but. You know, keep on the lookout for that. Bryce Young opened Thursday's OTAs for the Panthers on the first-team offense. Of course he did. You didn't draft the kid first overall to have him backing up or playing with the twos. He should be with the ones the entirety of the season, the entirety of the offseason. 
This is not news. That is more noise. We don't give a fuck. If you don't start this guy and you trade it to get the number one overall pick, you traded away DJ Moore, you traded away the future first round pick, you traded away your first round pick in this in this year's draft to move up. There's no, there's nothing there for us to say other than he had better be your day one starter. Back to the Bears again. Their offensive coordinator, Luke Getze. Getze, I think that's how you pronounce his name. Luke Getze said that Chase Claypool is definitely in a much better place within the offense. Um, Getze... This isn't the first time that he's spoken highly of Chase Claypool since uh, they brought him over uh, early in February. You know, he said he had a he said he could see a chance that Chase Claypool would get a lot of opportunities, but of course that was before they traded for DJ Moore. That before DJ Moore came in, Getsy was you know singing the praises of Chase Claypool. Again, he's he's quoting that Chase Claypool has great knowledge of what's going on around him, and he's growing a relationship and a bond with Justin Fields. I think that's all great for Justin Fields. Justin Fields' stock is going up because he's meshing well with his receivers, and that's what we want to see out of Justin Fields. We also want him to keep that rushing upside that he has. But for Chase Claypool, this shit is just coach speak. It's just noise. I don't give a fuck that he's in a much better place than what he was last year. I don't care nothing about that shit. I don't care. In all essence, he is third in the pecking order behind DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney. That's where he's... That's where he is for me. He's not a guy that I'm looking forward to getting in fantasy. I probably won't have him on any of my fantasy football teams as far as redraft is concerned. Yes, I have him in a few leagues in Dynasty. Been looking to trade him away, but nobody will take this guy. So, this is just noise for us. The Los Angeles Rams signed wide receiver Demarcus Robinson, former Raven, to a contract. They don't even say what the figures is with this contract. Now, this is just noise. I mean, they signed him to a contract. Didn't even say what the figures is of the contract. Um... Just another body that you're bringing in. I don't think he's going to be fantasy relevant. Hell, just because they signed him here doesn't mean that he'll make it through training camp and stay on the team. So, a little bit of noise there. Um, it's not really a needle mover for fantasy. 
Cooper Cup returned to practice fully. He did a full team practice this, this Thursday, uh, this past Tuesday. So that's that's good for him coming back off of that knee injury. It wasn't a a I don't wasn't a major injury at that particular point. They just held him out because you know wasn't making the playoffs. More news surrounding free agent quarterback Carson Wentz. There's a little bit of speculation. Rumors are circulating that if Jimmy Garoppolo's foot isn't where it needs to be and it proves that he's not ready for training camp, the pass game coordinator Scott Turner has some experience with Wentz as he was with the Washington Commanders last season. There's rumors speculating that Brian Hoyer could be the starter. Uh, They could develop Aiden O'Connell, the fourth-round pick that they picked this year, but they could potentially bring in Carson Wentz. This is news that we could take take advantage of. We want to look at this. You know, we have to monitor that situation because if Jimmy Garoppolo's foot isn't where it needs to be and he's not able to play quarterback for the Raiders, the Raiders went all in on this guy. They said that this was going to be their guy. But if, if not, and Carson Wentz gets a chance to come in, We'll see. Um, I would be, I would definitely be all over this if Carson Wentz is signed right at the beginning of training camp. So if we go through OTAs and in July, Carson Wentz gets signed to the Raiders, this is, that is a very clear indication that something's wrong with Jimmy G and that they are bringing in Carson Wentz to potentially be battling for the starting position against Brian Hoyer, which, I mean, I never thought Carson Wentz was a good quarterback, but if you can't beat out Brian Hoyer, man, like, what the fuck are you doing with your life? You know, it's just, it is what it is. Rookie wide receiver Puka Nakua. From uh, the Los Angeles Rams, Uh, Rams coach McVay said rookie Nakua has been really impressive and how quickly he's gotten up to speed and he's really conscientious about things within the offense. So, that's great. Great coach. Great coach speak. Why the fuck did you sign Demarcus Robinson then? Look, it's just noise. It's coach speak. You, they, they, they talk up these guys, but you have to understand. You got to look at the moves that are being made. You drafted this guy. You already had guys on the team. Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson, Ben Skoranek, Tutu Atwell, all those guys. And you drafted this guy. So why did you bring in Demarcus Robinson if there's nothing wrong? If everybody's up to speed, everybody doing their thing, why'd you bring in another receiver? For what? 
So, again, you got to – they're going to talk their guys up, man. They're going to talk their guys up. They're going to they're gonna say that they're doing great. You never hear any negative about anybody in, in OTA's training camp. Everybody's a star. They're doing great. Oh, they're taking first-team reps. Oh, they're looking good. You know, it's great that they're getting up to speed. Hey, it's coach speak. Don't, be, don't believe the shit. Follow the actions. The actions showcase that you guys brought in another fucking wide receiver, which means somebody in that bitch ain't doing what they're supposed to do. Or you wanting to push them even further by saying, oh, look, we got some more competition for you. Either way, this here is noise. We're not trying to hear this shit. Up next, man, Brian Robinson news. That is the running back for the Washington Commanders. Um, the Athletics, Ben Standen, writes that Commanders office coordinator is using more running back schemes as a part of the change in his offense here. Um enemy they did run screen heavy uh over there in Kansas City, but it was most it was it was mostly screens to to the wide receivers. It was wide receiver screens. Mostly, you know, Tyreek Hill, Miko Hartman, those guys, Kadarius Tony getting those screens and then taking them to do whatever they want to do with them. But it seems now they're using Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson in those types of roles, which is fine. Which is fine. Honestly, yeah, it could be news. It could be news. We're going to say that this is news. Uh, because if Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson are getting targets as the running backs, that's what we look for in our running backs. Running backs were receiving upside. We look for that. If these guys are getting that and they're continuously churning them through, uh, giving them passing opportunity, receiving opportunities. We're looking for that. We want that. So this is a little bit of news here um, that we can take to heart. Uh, next bit of news here is about the Las Vegas wide receiver Hunter Renfro. Um, apparently, they had been looking to trade this guy. Heading into the second to last year of his extension, they brought in Jacoby Myers, who was essentially he he's a slot receiver as well. But you know, Hunter Renfro coming off an oblique injury and concussions, you know he could be a it could be a trade target. This is a little bit of news you want to look out for, see where he goes. Hunter Renfro, uh, for fantasy purposes over the last few years, has been he's been pretty pretty solid, pretty good. Uh, you know, you could take him as late, you know, mid to late round uh, gems because people don't respect his game as much, uh, you know. But the guy gets open. He runs good routes. He's a technician with the routes. And he and he does decent enough numbers for fantasy purposes for us to believe that he is relevant. So if he is a trade target, we got to see where he's going to go. 
Also, I forgot to mention with DeAndre Hopkins that he's also visiting with the Patriots as well. So, this guy's making his rounds. More Bears news because Luke Getzey, hey man, he's talking. He's talking. He's talking a good game. Saying that he will not encourage Justin Fields to be a robotic pocket passer. He wants him to move around. Um, last season, Justin Fields logged 10 rushing attempts at least in nine games, man. And again, that's what we look for, man. We want the rushing upside. But Again, we want him to be able to pass the ball as well. We want him to be we want him to have a complete game, man. We want him to be the guy that he that he is. We want him to play his game. And if he plays his game, he's going to be a fantasy weapon for us. And um I think this is this is this is news because the moves that they have made have showcased the fact that they don't want this guy to be a a traditional pocket passer. They're putting guys around him um, that can do multiple things. Um, you know, they're putting wide receivers in place. They got these wide receivers that not only can they run block well, but they can they can catch the ball. So they're trying to to have this this offense where it's multifaceted and all of the guys there can do multiple things. And I think Justin Fields is gonna 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 eat off of that, man. I think he's gonna be be pretty good. So this is this is news here. We know that he's trying to do right by this guy and not have him just stand in the pocket like a statue. Zach Charbonnet out of the running back from the Seattle Seahawks, they're saying that uh, the the News Tribune's Greg Bell says, quote, don't be surprised at playing time and opportunities for the rookie running back. I mean, we already know that the Seahawks, they like, you know, the – the running back by committee type thing there. But part of it is the fact that running backs on their team don't stay healthy. So they, they keep getting guys. They keep bringing guys in. So I wouldn't be surprised that this guy getting opportunities. I mean, I think this this isn't news or noise. This is obvious shit. They drafted him at the 52nd overall pick. Like, they drafted him. To, to come in and spell for Kenneth Walker. Or maybe even, you know, have a 50-50 split there. That's what they did that for. And they did it because they want their running backs to stay healthy. It's not really news, man. It's just, it was obvious shit. We already know this. And our final piece of news here. Rookie tight end Sam Laporta. DetroitLions.com. Tim Twentyman. That's that guy's name? Twentyman? 
Wow. Okay. Reports that Sam Laporta has been the a favorite target of Lions quarterbacks, especially in the red zone. This is this is this is news. We're not gonna say that this is news, man. But we do have to understand that the tight end position is a favorite of all quarterbacks, man. It's supposed to be their safety blanket. And especially in the red zone. In the red zone, we know that guys are going to be, you know, guys of his stature, of his talent are going to be targeted. They picked him with the 34th overall pick in the draft. So he was one of the early second round picks. Of course, they're going to use him. They're going to utilize him. Now, for fantasy purposes, uh, rookie tight ends don't usually work out too well. Uh, Kyle Pitts was one of the last rookie tight ends that worked out well, but we knew he profiled as a wide receiving type tight end. He was going to line up in the slots and things like that. Sam Laporta, we... Don't know if the Lions are going to use him in that capacity, like splitting out wide. They may use him here in the red zone. He may get some red zone opportunities, but we also have to realize here again that they also drafted Jameer Gibbs in the red zone there. They brought in David Montgomery to be a red zone back. They also still have Amra St. Brown. Jameson Williams is going to come back after his six-game suspension. So it's a lot that Sam Laporta is going to have to to beat out in order to to get that stuff. I understand that they're saying, yo, we're targeting him in the red zone when it comes to passes. Great. Are you going to continue to do that all season, all offseason, all throughout the season? You know, this is something that, you know, again, the statistics don't back up. Rookie tight ends. Um, I'm not over drafting Sam Laporta, but I think he is a good, good. He's a good prospect. He was a good prospect coming into the league. So, you know, for dynasty purposes, yes, we're we're having Sam on our teams. But for redraft purposes, we're probably gonna still go with guys who who have that known production for us. Uh, over Sam Laporta, but this is this is good news for him, man. This is good news for him, you know. And as far as with the news versus noise, you know, a lot of what we're gonna be talking about, a lot of what we've been talking about now is just noise. It's just coach speak. Um, as we get deeper into the off season and things start to shake out, things start to develop. You'll see that when we said that shit was noise, you'll see that it was noise. You'll see that things could turn out very differently because we're watching the actions, not just the coach speak. But that's going to wrap up the meeting for today. I'll catch you guys on the next one. Be true to thyself. Embrace your addiction. And as always, earn your chip. I'm out.